0: Uh, well one I would say perseverance um, is key and I I believe for us it was it was making that decision to commit to this like we we made that decision and we said we are going to do this and so every step we kind of envision that we're already there um, and we just kind of go from there because the mental game is the toughest yeah. if you're in that mindset of like oh did I make the a good decision it was this the right choice should i go back should i you know and when you're wavering mm-hmm. it just it throws you off course
1: hey islanders and welcome to episode 187 of the Camino voice today i'm here with the co-owner of the track raceway 360 please welcome jenny kester Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kameno Voice podcast, where I interview local business owners, comedians, singers, and more. I dive into their backstory to find out how they got where they are, what are some of the tips for you to do the same, and find out where they are going. Tune in every week as I interview more of the people you see every day. Hey, islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kameno Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. And welcome back. I hope you guys had a good weekend Um, locally here in the Camino Island area. uh, We had our uh, Stanwood Camino Fair, which I did not make it out to. Um, But I hope those that did had a good time there. Um, Yeah. And, uh, yeah, spent a lot of the weekend kind of going over some... business planning. Um, you know, as a small business owner, you're always looking at business opportunities and kind of how can you grow the business? How can you improve the business? Um, and, and different things like that. So really spending some time on that over this weekend, uh, thinking a lot about some of these things. And, um, so that was kind of my weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, for any of you small business owners out there, um. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys and, and see how you guys are doing. Um, I, I'd be curious to know how this year is going for you guys. Um, it's been a good year for us. Um, I feel like, I think I might have said this on the podcast before, but um, I feel like 23 is is maybe the first year we can say this is a baseline year. This is a year we can use as a projection tool to project what next year we'll do um, because I, we took over the business at end of 2019, which was, you know, great until we hit 2020. Um, and so ever since then, it's been weird things happening. And so I feel like this year is the first year where it's a little bit more normalized. Um, so anyways, just kind of a thought out there. If you guys are interested, uh, hit me up, voice at commandocommons.com. Love to hear from you guys. Um, and that rolls really nicely into this podcast. So... Um, Jenny Kester is the co-owner of the Track Raceway 360. Uh, We get into the naming of it and kind of why they decided to name it the way they did. Um, But Um, uh, this podcast is going to be really, I think really fun for a lot of you guys out there. Um, especially if any of you have ever thought about opening your own business or you are running a small business. Um, I always find it inspirational to hear the stories of other people and, uh, for her and her family, they're in the process of it. Uh, they're not there yet. They don't have a track opened up yet, but they're working towards it. They're marching towards it. Uh, the other thing is that they're doing it for a reason, right? They, they already have a vision for what they want their business to be. Uh, and they started that from the beginning. It wasn't something that they decided partway through. Um, obviously they're already thinking about what they want it to be, even though it's not even fully in existence yet. But, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, we go through this process. I did this before I owned uh, the marketplace you're just mulling over these ideas. What if I did this? What if I did that? Um, and you, you have a, probably 100 ideas that you, throw, you bring up and then you throw out. Um, but it's not until you really put pen to paper and you commit, and a lot of times that means financially, put some money down on the table, um, that you actually start realizing, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to do this thing. Uh, and in this case, um, that's what they're doing. They're putting money down on the table. They're moving forward and they're going to make this happen. Um, and so I, I love hearing these, these pieces. And I think there's going to be a lot of pieces in here that are going to be helpful for anybody who is looking to get into a small business. It might help you break down your process of what you're doing, uh, how you're looking at it and um, taking maybe that very first step of saying, hey, I'm going to just I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to talk to that business owner. I'm going to talk to the business that is very similar to what I want to do or, um, you know, things like that. Uh, one thing that I think, uh, many businesses, uh, the, the business community, the small business community typically are very open. We really want to see everybody succeed. Uh, you know, there's always this idea of competition and, oh, we're going to fight for that dollar. Um, and you know, there, I'm not saying that doesn't exist in the market, But overall, the small business community is extremely welcoming. So if you go to a business and you say, hey, I really want to get into the retail space and you reach out to a retail business, um, so many of them will say, yeah, absolutely. Let's meet. Let's talk about it. These are the challenges you're going to face. These are the positives you're going to see. Um, They're all willing to do that. Most of them. I guess I shouldn't say all. Most of them are willing to do that. be sure to do that. Uh, if that's something you're interested in is getting into a, a certain business space, then talk to those types of business owners. See what's out there. Because um, my experience is that all of them are more than um, more than happy to help out. Um, so anyways, that's a long random rambling on small business and getting started. Um, but like I said, you're really going to enjoy this episode. There's a lot to take from it. And, um, you know, I was I was really inspired by listening to what they're doing. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jenny Kester. Hey, Ellen Anderson, welcome to another episode of the Kamana Voice. Today, I'm here with the co-owner of the Track Raceway 360. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny Kester.
0: Thank you. Thanks. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm excited (laughs) to have you on. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Jenny.
0: Oh, um well I grew up in the Mount Vernon area, nice. born and raised. I've always lived there. Uh, my husband, Jake, is from the Arlington area. And we've been married for 18 years now. We have three kids, 23, nice. 21, and 16. Nice. Yeah.
1: Good spread. <laughs> yes. And congratulations, that's that's awesome. Thank you. So and so you live in the Mount Vernon area still? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's it's uh so I grew up on Camino, which is where we are. And it's gone through a lot of changes and stuff, but I feel like Mount Vernon's in that same boat. There's just been massive changes, especially over the last, you know, 20 plus years. There's been a lot of different things, farmland that's changing and... Yeah, so how's, it's how's definitely. It for you?
0: It's definitely. Mount Ronan has definitely been growing. Uh, just growing up there, it has always been kind of a small town feel, and so I always look at it that way. Yeah. But it's actually exploding. It's getting really big. Yeah. And, um, which is cool. It has some positives to it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's still. Some negatives yeah. that come with that. <laughs> well, and you,
1: you mentioned your husband's from Arlington, right? Yes. So has he gone back and kind of seen what's happening down there?
0: Oh, yeah. Arlington itself is growing as, just as much, you know, as Skagit County. Uh, he's a mechanic in Marysville. So okay. he he still travels back and forth. So he's still in kind of both worlds every day.
1: Yeah. Well, and my, my dad has been down in Arlington quite a bit. And he said, though, Amazon complex and the condominiums and like, like there's still like the cute downtown Arlington, but then there's a whole lot that is not any doesn't feel like Arlington. Yeah, anymore.
0: that's exactly And the same with Mount Vernon and Burlington is the same feel. You have your small portions, but then you have like it just keeps growing out from there.
1: Mm-hmm. It is nice, I feel like, to have that kind of grounding of the a lively downtown still. And I know that's probably really come back to life in the last like five to ten years, I feel like. Um, But it's nice to have that as kind of a a piece of it, at least. It makes you feel like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what I remember.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think just for everybody in the last three years, right, there was kind of a pause in all of that. And so now we really are embracing, I think, the community feel and being able to go out and do all of these things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and there's actually been a lot of work done in, uh, I know in Island County, there's a lot of work being done on regenerative tourism which is like this idea that tourism isn't just go there and take from the area. You go with the intention of giving back to the area or improving it in some way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Skagit's kind of going through this evolution as well, where they're kind of seeing how can we make tourism sustainable so that we're not destroying our farmland because we don't want to end up like all the other places down south. Uh, And how do we maintain what makes Skagit County Skagit County? But also be allowed to grow and have new businesses and a growing economy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually feel like that ties into our heart and passion and what we're doing here with the track raceway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what? How, how do you feel like that has um, grown? Because way back when, I don't remember how long ago, there was that one track in Mount Vernon. Um, But how has this idea kind of evolved for you?
0: Yeah. um, So I was in high school when the track in Mount Vernon was around. So I and I wasn't in that kind of group. So I never went to it. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, But for us, so how this business came about for us, actually, my husband, he's into cars, big into cars. I grew up in old cars. And uh, our son is 16. And so they love to go go kart racing all the time. So we would always drive down to the one that was in Mukilteo. And one time we went down there and we're like, this is so great, but it's so far for us. And we spend so much money here. (laughs) And so this idea just popped into my head, like, hey, what if we opened our own track closer to home? Like there's, you know, the closest one um, really for the kind of track that it is, is in Mukilteo. And so we just kind of played around with this idea, like, hey, could this be a possibility? And um, a few weeks later, just some events came forward that presented the opportunity for us to open our own track. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, what do we want to do with this opportunity? And so we we're like, let's go for it. And so we just, first of all, made that decision of let's go into this. And we've just been taking one step forward ever since.
1: Yeah. So what was your um when you were you grew up in Mount Vernon as you're going through high school what was kind of your dream were you planning on staying here forever were you looking at other places to move to schools to study at
0: Um actually I yeah my plan was just to become a mom Okay yeah <laughs> to get married and become a mom and um I like I said I grew up in Skagit County so I always kind of knew that I was gonna be there yeah (laughs) I never had any ideas to move away and um and so that's why like our heart behind this business is to really provide a community center within Skagit Valley um to provide a place for people to come into and just connect with one another because that's really why we're here we're here like relationships with each other is like I believe one of the reasons why we are alive. And yeah. so um, just to provide a venue to be able to have something where people can come together and at the same time have fun. I mean, to go code, go-karting, like, I mean, yeah. what more fun to do than that? So. Right.
1: Awesome. So then as you were, you know, you, so did you get, end up getting married pretty young then? And um, and then you have kids and everything
0: then? Yeah. Well, I mean, my personal story, I had my daughter when I was 18, okay. so I definitely started early. Yeah. Um, but like I said, my dream was always to be a mom. So I was really excited. Yeah. Um, and then I met my husband a year later and, uh, we got married and then had our son together. Nice. And so, um, yeah, he moved up from Arlington because he just kind of saw how Arlington was growing and he knew that Skagit was home to me. So yeah. he moved into Skagit, nice. um, like I said. And so he he loves it up there. And we actually live in my grandparents old house. Oh, very cool. And so just building new memories on top of the old memories. So, yeah. yes,
1: that's awesome. Very cool. So then um, as you've grown up in this area, what were the things that stood out to you, whether like maybe old businesses or, um, you know, experiences you had in Skagit County? that really stood out to you as monumental as, you, as you've as you grown up?
0: Yeah, um, I think just that family feel, it being a small town. You mm-hmm. know, when I was growing up, it was a lot smaller than it is now. Yeah. And I actually went to a private school, and so community was huge for our family. My family was very close, and community was very close. So mm-hmm. we were always getting together with other people and just doing a lot of social activities. And so that's where... Um, my husband has the same idea. So we actually host monthly potlucks at our house where we just invite people over to come over and it's just, it creates that atmosphere like we're trying to do with the track to just invite people in. Like we want them to feel like family. We want them to know that they're loved, that they're important, you know, that they have friends and family and a support system around.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you guys are, uh, you've already started building a community. Like you're already in that space. And, and, um, not just that, but you're, you're already, you're already as many steps down the road when it comes to business in the sense of you're never in the business you think you're in. Uh, you know, you're not, if you're in the car business, you're not really in the car business. If you're in a coffee shop, uh, you know, bakery, like what, what I have, it's not really what you're in. It's, it's what you're accomplishing, what you're doing for the community in that. And, and in the, tr- uh, racetrack, it's not just a racetrack it's not just a someone come do it real quick and leave you're already building that idea that this is a a connecting point
0: yeah and that's exactly our heart behind it and so that's why when we saw this opportunity for to open the go-kart track we were like what an amazing piece because there are so many people who love Mm go-karting and up in Skagit County especially nowadays there's just not a lot for people to do. And so people are always looking for something fun to do. And, you know, for younger kids, there might be a few more options for them. Um, but for those teenagers, you know, and the young adults are like, what can we go do? And so we just see this, you know, as an opportunity to open up and Hey, come, (laughs) come here, come have fun and make connections with other people.
1: Yeah. So was there something that got you interested in go-kart racing and stuff at, at some point that, that really stood out to you?
0: me personally not per se i am not an adrenaline junkie (laughs) so i've gone go-karting but it's like for me it provides that adrenaline rush that i don't desire (laughs) Uh, but my husband and my son definitely they are very competitive on the track and love to do it and I love to support them. And so they're kind of more of the, the go-karting gurus and how to how to get that piece of it. I'm kind of more of the brains and the administration behind yeah. <laughs> the business. Yes, um, I love to learn and I love the paperwork side of things. So that has been keeping me busy right now, just doing all of this research. What do we need to do? What do we need to establish? And um, those sort of pieces. Well, my husband and my son, they're planning out like, what does the track course look like? You know, what else do we need to get? And, and that si- that sort of things.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that there, there was, there was an opportunity that came up that made you think like, this is the time to do it. Um, talk a little bit about that and what that looks like. Like what was it that really helped push you guys over the edge?
0: Um, well, one, the the track in Mukilteo was closing. Mm. And so there was an opportunity for us to buy it. And we were like, "Oh wow, okay, could we do this?" And um, so, through just different course of events, we ended up—we didn't purchase the business, but we we bought several assets from them, yep. and got to know the the owners a little bit. And oh, so they awesome. gave us like they kind of coached us along, so to speak, and just gave us a lot of advice because they ran that track for 25 years. Wow! So they they were just a wealth of knowledge. Um, and they, they just saw our heart in this, that it was a family thing. It wasn't just meant, it's not just meant to be a business to us, but really something we could pass on to our kids. Yeah. And so I believe that they saw that in us. And so they were very encouraging and very supportive to see us to move this forward. And so we're really thankful for the help that they had. And that, I think that's really what gave us that push to like, we can do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, the amount of times if you can ever find that business mentor or the person that steps ahead of you in business, um, they just make it feel possible because they've done it. They've they've already walked that path that you want to walk. And it makes such a big difference in when you're talking to friends and family, they're like, oh, that's crazy. Why would you start that type of a business? Why don't you do this or that? And, but when you talk to people who have walked the road before you, they're like, oh yeah, we, we felt the same things. And, and this is what we've done. What are some things that they've Um, whether it's coached or kind of like encouraged you along the way are there specific things that really stand out in your mind as like again kind of helped you push into that like yes we definitely want to do this
0: I would say one of the biggest things is um, to stay focused on what you're, what you're doing. You know, it's easy to kind of go off on these other trails and p- try to provide other, other avenues of things to do. Um, mm-hmm. But they were like, you want to make sure you stay, like, it's a go-kart track. So stay focused on the go-karting experience of yeah. it.
1: Nice. So then what does that path look like for you? You guys have, you, this kart this closed this uh, other racetrack closed down you kind of got an opportunity to talk with them get some assets together and now you guys are kind of in that next step what does that kind of look like for you guys
0: um the the two biggest things are one we are still looking for a building Mm -hmm. so we have it has to be big enough to be able to lay out a go-kart track so um that's been hard trying to find a building that size and and the requirements but Um, We know it's out there. You know, we've been looking at different things and there are a lot of variables that need to come together, but we'll get there. And so that's um, our highest priority. And then the second one is funding. So my husband and I, we have put, you know, a lot of our personal into this, right? Because we have the vision and we want to see it come forward. But of course, we really want the community to be involved in this. And so we're just looking for people that want to might look different for people different people but want to partner with us in some way to just see this come to fruition
1: yeah very cool and um how has that been how's the community response been how has that kind of been as you've reached out and talked to different people
0: it's been really great i mean everybody that we've talked to personally when we share this that we're opening a go-kart track they get very excited one either they just love go-karting or they just, they're like, we need something. We need more in the community of things to do. And we're like, absolutely. That's why we're trying to do this. But the other side, we've already started some of our social media promotions to just get the word out there. Like, hey, this is what we're doing and, and build that excitement there. And I think we have like over 800 followers on our Facebook page, which nice. is a little bit overwhelming, <laughs> um, but it's, it's exciting to see that so many other people are excited for this. Yeah.
1: So... For, I think where, where you guys are at you're, you're in this step where you've, you've made some financial commitments already you've obviously bought some stuff you've put a lot of money into this already um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs or people that want to be entrepreneurs get stuck a few steps behind where you guys are at um, how is it what would you say to someone that was like really passionate about an idea whether it's a product or a, a event type center thing What would you say to them to encourage them and kind of help help them decide, like, do I really want to do this or not?
0: Uh, Well, one, I would say perseverance (laughs) um, is key. And I I believe for us, it was it was making that decision to commit to this. Like we we made that decision and we said we are going to do this. And so every step we kind of envision that we're already there. Um, and we just kind of go from there because the mental game is the toughest yeah. if you're in that mindset of like oh did I make the, a good decision was this the right choice should I go back should I you know and when you're wavering mm-hmm. it just it throws you off course so if you if you know in your heart that you really want to do something I think that just, persevering through that and be like no I made this decision I made this commitment I'm gonna keep going and then you're asking yourself how can I make this work not is this gonna work it's how can I make this work what do I need to do and then go do it
1: yeah yeah that's that's excellent and I think that is such an important piece and I think um how for you guys have you set these uh, and it's hard when you're looking for a space that you know, the things are, you can only control what you can yourself, right? So you're, you're in this world of like, we need this space. We need, we know the parameters we need, but you can't just snap your fingers and make that happen. How do you guys set goals and continue timelines and things like that in kind of this unknown space?
0: Um, I would say my business advisor. (laughs) We've been working with the Washington Small Business Development Center. I believe is the name of it. And so they have free advisors that are just amazing, that have a wealth of knowledge and tons of resources. And so being able to talk that through, because then you don't feel like you're in this by yourself and you're doing this by yourself. And so just having somebody to bounce those ideas off and kind of help you keep keep on track because you can get lost. It's very easy to get lost in the details of starting a business. Right.
1: So how, is, um, how did you get connected with the Washington State uh, Business Advisory Group or whoever?
0: Uh, I think I was just talking to a friend of mine and they pointed me in that direction um, and through uh, EDASK, Skagit County Economic Development Center. Yeah. they I think they were actually the main reference. But okay. just beginning that research of what resources are out there to help small businesses because I'm like, there are tons of people that have open small businesses. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody else can do it, why can't I do it?
1: Right. Um, do you guys have, do either you or your husband have a, a family history of entrepreneurship or anything like that?
0: No, actually okay. we don't. None of, um, none of my family really did those big dreams. And so it's kind of a new venture for our family and showing our family that that it is possible because this is a, this is a very big adventure. It's not just an online, you know, I'm going to sell a couple things here and there, you know? Um, So it is a very big venture, but our family is very excited and very supportive.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and you mentioned that like sometimes it's easy, not easy, but it's, there's like small things that you can be like, oh, well I make these 10 things. And so I can sell them on Etsy or or whatever. But what you're talking about is a pretty financially heavy lift to start this business. Um, and as you guys continue to work through that, uh, you know, there, there's gotta be that, there's always that fear of all these different things that creep in, but how have you guys continued to, um, kind of push past that?
0: Um, honestly, my faith has been the biggest one. Um, just a lot of prayer going into this and trusting that the Lord has brought us to the spot and that he's going to provide for us. Um, But otherwise, it's just like I said, making that decision to keep going and then asking, okay, what do we need to do next? What's the next piece? And as long as you're staying in that mindset of focusing on whatever your goal is, things are going to come about that lead you, okay, go this direction or go this direction. So whether it's a connection with somebody or, uh, you know, just finding something. on sale and you're like, oh, this could be a good asset to add into it. Right. Just those little breadcrumbs is what I call them, right, are going to come along and you're like, OK, here's another piece of what we need and then just keep going on that trail.
1: Nice. Uh, how do you what does what your kind of day to day look like as you're you're taking these steps? Because obviously, like when it comes to trying to find real estate or things like that, like that's kind of like you reach out, people start looking and doing stuff, but then it's kind of a waiting game. What does your kind of day-to-day look like?
0: For me right now, it's just a lot of research, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of research, a lot of reaching out to people. Uh, So just scouting locations, um, you know, and then looking into other things like, you know, we'll have payroll for our employees that we'll have eventually looking at bookkeeping, finding, you know, um, our resources like a tax accountant, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of research and just doing one thing, one thing after another. Mm
1: -hmm. So when did you guys begin this journey of really deciding, yes, this is what we're going to do?
0: It's actually been almost a year. I think it was September when we had that initial conversation and we were like, hey, could we do this? (laughs) And um, yeah, so it's, I've learned a lot (laughs) in this last year. And like I said, I love learning. So that's been really cool. And just making a lot of connections with different people. And um, all of those little puzzle pieces are just coming along. And I just remind myself that every day we're just that much closer.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and what you're talking about too, the, the um, uh, yeah, working through each of those steps, it's like when you get actually into the business side and once it starts going and all that, there's there's every day you're learning something new, <laughs> which is good and bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just tell myself, well, when we get ready for that next step, like I'm going to have all the information, I have everything set because I've done all of this, you know, work in the, in the forefront and ready, whereas I've heard a lot of people, they don't think about a lot of these things and then it, they get there and then they're like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, there are, you know, there's not like a, I mean, yes, there are like 10 easy steps to start a business, but like you go to 10 different sites and you get 10 different answers. And there's just there's a lot of things that if you don't know, you just don't know. Uh, as you're getting prepped and started so um as you're you're looking are you looking specifically is it anywhere within skagit county are you looking pretty far north or south like how far out are you guys kind of scoping
0: yeah we're actually looking anywhere uh as far north as burlington and as far south as marysville okay so that's kind of our goal is where we're hoping to find a location
1: okay nice and so um what have been kind of your thoughts because um when I think of, like, uh, go-kart racing, a lot of times, um, like, my friends and stuff would sometimes go do that. And we would go there and, and do a round and then leave. What has kind of been the thing that you guys feel, I guess, how do you guys plan on making it feel different so that it's, uh, it is that community hub where people are really more coming there to, to also meet community
0: yeah, well one of our goals is just to create an atmosphere first of all where people feel welcomed and feel like they're, you know, part of the group or part of the team and I I always re- am reminded of the show um Cheers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that show from It's actually before my time, <laughs> but their theme song was about coming to a place where everybody knows your name. And so that mm-hmm. has kind of been like a theme song for us in the atmosphere that we want to create for people. So even though you might be coming and you're just doing a couple races, generally you're never racing alone. You're racing against other people. And so there's, you know, kind of a camaraderie that can be created when you're competing against other people. And then Um, families is the other side of it you know we want to provide a space where we have kitty carts for the younger kids to be able to come in with their families and do birthdays and that sort of thing so it's not um, it's not just one target group of guys coming in and then like I said as me as a woman you know the adrenaline is not always my thing, but I still like to have fun, too, and so we want to be able to provide opportunities where women can even come in and not have to have that competition against these men who are very competitive, so we also foresee um, just like community nights or special nights that are set aside just for certain groups, whether it's, you know, a youth group night or a women's group or um, something like that to really bring in the rest of the community.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that idea because I, what you're saying is true. Like sometimes I go to the carts and even for me, like I'm, I'm fairly competitive, but I don't do go-kart racing all the time. And so sometimes when my friends and I would go, you'd get there and you watch the round before you and they are going and I, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> so I love that idea. Is there like age restrictions or things like that, or as long a go kart goes slow enough, they're able to do it for kids and stuff like that? Yeah,
0: exactly. We will have smaller carts that are specific for the younger, for the junior drivers. Mm-hmm. So I mean that ranges usually about eight or nine is oh, the really? age that okay. can start that. Yeah, nice. And then you know the older carts. I mean it goes up to if you're still active enough to <laughs> go out and get in there and have some fun, then absolutely. And um, another. Uh, piece of it is we also, like my son is very competitive, and so he wants to go out there and be everybody, so we also have a desire to do like special race nights where it 's actually like competitive racing um, yeah. where you actually based off of your lap position, not just going out there and racing against anybody who doesn 't have any experience
1: yeah I love that, and, and one thing i 've been learning as i 've been. Uh, Again, like I I like competition and there's pieces of competition that when you're doing like a, a one off race, that's one type of competition. Like you're competing against your friends, you're trying to win, but there's a different feel when you're entering a tournament or something that there's even if it's a nothing, it's not even something important on the line, but there's something on the line. It makes it a different feel. It's a different feel for the competition and and everything else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we just foresee, like, being able to do these different types, you know, because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So some people might like one piece of it, but not the other piece. And so we'd love to just provide opportunities to, you know, if it's just the family coming in and want to have a birthday party or the guys that just need to get, you know, some adrenaline, blood pumping. (laughs) And uh, or if it's like really this racing where, you know, some people just, Thrive off of that competition. And so, right. Nice.
1: Um, So, the name of your business, uh, or at least we have it down as the Track Raceway 360. How did you guys kind of come up with the the name behind that?
0: Um, it actually has evolved a little bit. The track is how it started. We just love the idea of like saying, "Hey, let's go to the track," you know. Let's we'll meet you at the track, or let's go hang out the track, you yeah. know. Um, and then we just added the raceway to kind of clarify (laughs) there's a lot of different tracks out there actually and then the the 360 just really honed it in for us one because that's our area code is 360 and it's also a complete circle and so we just we have high hopes for this and we just we know that it's going to come to completion
1: yeah very cool um so we've talked about that you're looking for a facility right now um, as far as, you talked about like reaching out to the community and, and figuring out how they can get involved. What are the ways that the community can be involved in, in helping this become a, a, a reality?
0: Yeah, first of all, is just building awareness. So hopping on and following our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and just sharing that with people. And then as we get closer uh, and definitely once we are able to secure a cure location, we're going to have like a kickoff party and we're going to be doing some fundraising. So just to help raise some funds to go along and help with the added cost and, you know, making sure we have enough cash to to get started. Yeah.
1: Nice. Do you guys already have uh, ideas for fundraising, like different events or things like that?
0: Um, I think just the, the main one will just be a kickoff event, um, like a barbecue, like basically a neighborhood community barbecue where we just invite our friends and family and, uh, we've created some t-shirts with our logos already. So we'll be, uh, selling those or giving some away and just, like I said, raising awareness and just creating that atmosphere already of like, Hey, this is community.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Um, what do you think is the most unexpected thing you've learned uh since becoming a business owner?
0: I would say the hard work. It is it is a lot of hard work starting a business and I knew like running a business <laughs> is hard work, uh-huh. but I guess I had no idea how much hard work it was just starting the business. Yeah. You know, and so I had to I had to ask myself several times like I know the the hard work of a business, but the hard work to get to that point, like, is it worth it? (laughs) You know, you really have to ask yourself that. Um, But again, that perseverance just comes through when we remind ourselves like, no, this is our goal. This is our vision. This is what we're working towards. This is what we're fighting for. And so we're like, absolutely. Let's just keep going.
1: Yeah. Well, and I love that too. the, the piece about business, you know, the, I think when you look online and you Google small businesses or, or things like that, sometimes you'll, you'll see these kind of get-rich-quick schemes, uh, you know, the idea behind it, like start a small business and then make this much passive income or whatever it is. But the, the beauty of what business, especially small business, brings to the community um, and all the different pieces is that it's not only your livelihood, but it's also how you get to affect and impact the community you're in. Um, I think that is such an important piece that not that you know just working in a job or anything like that is bad, um, but when you 're working in a b- small business that is making a difference in the community through whatever they're doing um, you, you you just get a different feel than if you work like not to throw shade at them, but like you know working at McDonald 's or Starbucks or just some of these corporation companies where you know you you clock in you clock out, you get paid well and 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 you walk away but you know, being able to be that and also what you're talking about, that generational side of setting this up so that your kids, you know, as, as they step into it, they're going to be able to step into the business. And um, it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, it's I think it's that mindset that a lot of people talk about between just having a job or being entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. Yeah. And I think it's really, you know, what what are your dreams and your goals? Because a lot of times people in a job right? They're going to work for their paycheck. That's Mm -hmm. what they're working for. And which is great because your paycheck pays your bills. And if you save, right, maybe you go on a vacation, you know, but it's really like, what are you building there? Where business owners that have that entrepreneurial mindset are like, no, we're, we're trying to work for something more. And one of the things that I love about the business that we're building in the track, like we've talked about All day here is just one, the community aspect, but also providing, you know, that recreational output for for people um, and even just opportunities like, yes, this could be an income maker for our family, but we'll have employees so we're providing jobs for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of ideas to help the community in different ways to give back and give towards other organizations. So it's not just, it's not just a paycheck, yeah. right? There's so many other pieces that pull into it, which is, that's just my heart.
1: Yeah. Well, and you said it so well too, the, like, what do you want, right? I think all in, in life, you, to some degree, you get to choose what you get in life and, and you put your focus and your time and energy into that. Um, And it usually means you're sacrificing other things. You're choosing other things not to do other things. So when you're pouring into a business, especially a brand new business like this, you've already mentioned, it's a ton of work. It's much, you could make a lot more money putting in that much work, going and working at one of these other places. <laughs> um, the other thing is that there's a long runway, not to throw the pun in there, but, you know, um, there, there's a long road ahead of you of before it becomes turns around, becomes profitable, and actually starts making money. But again, and, and then on top of that, it's going to use up a lot of resources, so you're not going to go on as many jir- trips or <laughs> vacations or whatever it is. But again, you're deciding that because this is what you want to do. This is your heart, and this is where you see making an impact in the community. So the, the choices and the sacrifices you're making are for your family, it's for the business, and it's for the community. And I think it's, it's really cool, and it's neat when people get that, that you have a choice in life, and you can choose. There's people that want to work and get that passive income and then you know live as nomads and go around the world. And that's a great lifestyle, and I'm glad they get to do that. And then there's people who are also wanting to build something in their community they live in that maybe isn't ever going to make them, you know, millions of dollars or whatever, but it's going to make a living, and it's going to impact their community. Um, and I love that. I, I, that's the thing I love about small business is that you can do these different things, and you can kind of choose your own adventure, but you're giving up something somewhere. Uh, and, and what you guys are doing sounds really cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Very cool. Um, So as far as we talked about, you got to talk to the the previous owners of the Michael Teal racetrack. um, But what do you think is the, uh, some of the other best advice you've received from other entrepreneurs talking with them in the community or or other maybe community leaders?
0: Um, I would say just, I mean, again, coming back to that perseverance piece Mm -hmm. of, you know, you've made this decision to go, go towards it. And, You have to just keep moving forward and just finding, finding people that can come alongside you in different ways to encourage you. Because, you know, like I've said, other, other people have started small businesses like it's possible you can do it, you know, whether it's something that has already been done or not. One of the hard things with this go-kart track is in talking to other business owners and advisors are it's out, it's kind of out of the box from other businesses. So we don't really fall into, like every research I've done, we don't really fall into a category or a box that's already out there. We're kind of like this hybrid mixture between two different types of businesses. Um, But, you know, I've, I've gone through times when I'm like, what what do I do next? Where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. But just reaching out to somebody and saying like, okay, I'm stuck, or I'm not sure what to do with this, and just knowing that even if you're the business owner, even if you're solo, you're doing it solo, um, you're never you're never alone. You just have to have a support system that's there to encourage you.
1: Yeah, that and that piece I think is really important, and it's so common for small business owners to feel completely alone um, and and not not feel like you, like you always have the support of your team, like they, they want to help. Uh, but it's different. It's different being, you know, if, if the business collapses tomorrow, you're the, your family's the one that are, are going through those consequences where everyone else is going out and getting another job. And, um, you know, so it's different. It, it, it's, there's a different weight that you have. Um, but having those other business owners that you talk with, uh, you know, I've been part of a coaching group since we uh, bought this business from my dad. And it's made a huge difference. Um, Just talking to other business owners like, hey, I'm really feeling this this week. Is anyone else feeling this? And they're like, yes, we all feel that, you know, (laughs) just having that confirmation. It's not unusual to feel that and keep going. Like you can do this.
0: Yeah. My husband always tells me he's like, it'll always work out in the end. It'll always work out in the end. And I'm like, but what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't work out in the end? And then he's like, then it's not the end. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay, then what do I need? What do I need to do from here then? Right, and yeah. so it's always just finding that next step to move forward. Or sometimes you even need to just go to somebody. And you're like, I need you to push me. Just <laughs> give me that push to just move forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is this is super. You know, I, I am sure anyone that's listened to this that is has thought of like, oh, I should start. I want to start a small business, but I'm not sure what to do or first steps. Um they've got to be finding this inspiring because I think seeing someone take those first few steps and really step out into it, um, is, is, I mean, all of us and and when you see courage or bravery, you're like, Oh yeah, I can do that too. Um, and so that, that's really, it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Um, we've been looking at like a second location and I'm going through kind of the same things and in in a, in a different way, but it's like, is that, you know, is it financially viable? Is it a good move? Is it, you know, am I, the the workload is going to double if I, if we do this step, right? So it's putting all those pieces in, but eventually you've, you've run the spreadsheets, you've got the numbers, you have to make a decision of, yes, I'm going to make this happen one way or another or, or no.
0: Yeah. Well, they say where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. And I believe that, I mean, this isn't just for small business owners. I mean, hopefully I have encouraged somebody, but it's not just for business, like Mm -hmm. anybody that has a goal to do anything, right? If you have that vision and you have that desire to do something in reality, there's probably a way to do it no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And so just, but I think having that support around you and then just that perseverance to keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially in today's world, there's just so many different opportunities and ways, uh, creative ways to get to do work and to make things happen.
0: Oh yeah. And we we even had the setback at one point where we thought, oh, is this over? <laughs> and then we're like, wait, let's look at this from a different angle. And it wasn't. It wasn't a setback. It wasn't, it really wasn't negative at all. It was actually, I believe for our benefit that it worked out that way. So sometimes, you know, if you if you hit a tough spot, just again ask yourself, okay, what can I do to move forward? What do I need to do?
1: Yeah. Very cool. Um, so in this, there's, there's big picture stuff that you're working towards. There's big pieces that you're working to get uh, nailed down. But how do you guys celebrate kind of the small victories, the little milestones and things like that?
0: Um, I think just celebrating it, just acknowledging. Mm-hmm. First of all, just acknowledging the little, the, even the littlest tiny thing, you know, when um, like when I had to find... Uh, a tax advisor. I was like, how do I do that? You know, there's so many routes you could go, but just acknowledging even the little things, because that will, that will remind you that you are moving forward, mm-hmm. right? It's those, anything that you do, it's one step at a time, yes. you know? So just, um, anytime you, you get, you move forward is just to celebrate that and hey say, Hey, we did that or check it, you know, we check that off our list, you know? So we're one step closer.
1: Yeah. Very cool. So what does it look like for you guys? What do you kind of hope or expect the next six months to a year to look like for you guys?
0: Um, one, that will be in a facility yeah. <laughs> that will find that location. Um, and like I said, we'll be doing some fundraising, um, maybe some kind of a Kickstarter package and just continuing to build awareness of, you know, what we're what we're trying to do and to pour back into the community.
1: Very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. (laughs) So the first one is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months?
0: Man. uh, So we generally aren't big spenders. And, um, but like I mentioned, we're a car family. Mm -hmm. So we, like we have a 1924 model T pickup that we love to (laughs) drive around. So I would say probably the best spent money is when we fill up the gas tank which is not cheap these days. (laughs) But we just fill up the gas tank and we just go for a drive. We'll be out there for hours just driving, driving through the county and just checking things out. That's one of our number one pastimes that we love to do.
1: Nice. That's very cool. All right. Who is the most influential person outside of your family in your life?
0: Uh, This one's really hard because my parents have been super right influential they're the ones that raised me and taught me and then my husband just he's very opposite from me so he really pushes me out of my comfort zone which (laughs) i need that a lot but outside of my family i have to just say the most influential person is my lord jesus christ Mm -hmm. Everything that i do is based around who he is in my life so
1: nice and would you say that's really what's built out the, the concept and idea behind that community piece?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, like I, I said earlier, like we are created to be in community mm-hmm. with one another. That's yeah. how we we're designed to do it. And so uh, that's, yeah, we just want an opportunity to bring people, people together and have that community piece.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. All right, this is a fill-in-the-blank question. I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blank.
0: Um, you know, I, it might not be so weird, but, um, my husband and I, one of our dreams is to road trip across the U S to all 48 States. Um, and we want to do it in a year. We want to be able to take a year off. So I know it's several years down the road, but we really want to do it in our old antique cars. Wow. So the, the weird pieces about that is it's funny because my husband talks about his plan is to have an extra motor. We're going to have an extra motor with us because, you know, yeah. I mean, when you're driving a hundred year old car, the motors can blow up, you know. And um, but he's like, I can just do a motor swap, you know, in a couple hours if I need to. So I'm like, OK. <laughs>
1: Especially some of the States where there's nothing you're, you're driving for a long time with nothing. So that's the, that's very cool. I hope if you guys do that, I hope you guys do a a document, you know, document the whole thing. Oh
0: yeah. We we'd have to. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome.
1: All right. Um, Who is an interesting and fascinating person that I should interview next?
0: You know, I've actually been uh, thinking about that and I would have to say our friends, Jill and Rich, they have a church in Arlington and Stanwood actually. And one of the things that I love about their church is, right, talking about community, they love going out into the community and helping who, they need, who needs help. Mm-hmm. And so I think they do it about once a month. They go to Everett. They have a, a trailer, it's called Loaves and Fishes. Mm-hmm. And they go into Everett, to the streets of Everett, and they feed the homeless. And they wash their feet and they give them shoes and they just love on them. Mm. And like that, to me, that is such a perfect example of what the church of Jesus is supposed to be, is to go out and meet those needs and and to help these people and just love on them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Very cool. All right. And lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
0: My 20-year-old self, wow, if I could go back there, I would tell myself that you need to just trust God. You need to let go of control, of trying to control every piece of every situation and just trust God in it.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Jenny for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast, or check the show notes for everything we talked about, uh, or at least I try and put it down right. <laughs> All right, guys, I will talk to you on the next one.